Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. God says if you touch Israel, it's the same as poking your finger in his eyes. Who would be so stupid? The world. Next. Sid Roth has spent over 40 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Why does God say in Zechariah 2.8 in the Living Bible, he who harms you, that's Israel, sticks their finger in Jehovah's eye. Why is the nation of Israel so important? Why is tiny Israel on the front page of every newspaper in the world frequently? What country was Jesus born in? What country did Jesus demonstrate his kingdom in? What country did he die, buried, and resurrected in? What country will he return to? What country will he rule for a thousand years? Israel. Israel is a miracle in many ways. The fact that it just exists today is a miracle. The fact that there are Jewish people today is a miracle. Let me explain why. Israel was conquered in 70 A.D. The temple was destroyed. We Jews that were survived this, this attack were scattered to the four corners of the earth. Wherever we went, we were persecuted. Everything I'm telling you was prophesied by the Jewish prophets in the Jewish scriptures in advance. There should be no physical Jews today. None but God. Jeremiah 31, verse 35 to 36 says, as long as there's a sun, moon, and stars, there will be a physical Jew on the face of this earth. So against all odds, one of the greatest miracles the world has ever seen, they're not even aware of, that we Jewish people exist as a distinct people today. In Romans, the 11th chapter, verse 28 and 29, from the point of view of God's choice of election, of design selection, they, that's the Jewish people, are still the beloved, dear people of God. For the sake of their forefathers, that's why, for the promises to the forefathers, for God's gifts and his call are irrevocable, and he does not change his mind. Against all odds, the Jewish people still exist as a distinct people group. But not just the Jewish people, it's even more. It's also the land of Israel. Why? Who owns the land of Israel? Did you know there's an owner? It's not the Jewish people. Did you know that? Did you know there's an owner? It's not the Arabs. Did you know that? There is an owner. Leviticus chapter 25, verse 23 says, God is speaking, the land is mine. But then, if you own property, do you have a right to lease it, to rent it? Of course you do. 
And Psalm 105 is the lease agreement between God and the Jewish people. The terms, if I was an attorney, I'd like to argue in a courtroom. Here are the terms from God himself. God says he remembers his covenant forever. How long? Forever. Just in case you didn't get that, then he goes on to say he commanded it to a thousand generations. So what we got? Forever? A thousand generations. And then just in case you missed it, everlasting. Not only do we have a lease from God himself, whose terms are forever, but we also know the exact size of Israel at a time when the world is trying to shrink Israel. God says the land of Israel, as we see it right now, should be at least, and I'm being conservative, 10 times larger. It's exactly found in Genesis chapter 15, verse 18 to 21. So that begs the question, why are these promises about the Jews in Israel so important? God tells us the answer. They are important to you, to me, to God. Matthew chapter 23, verse 39 says why these promises are so important. For I say to you, this is Jesus speaking, I say to you, you shall see me no more till you, that's the Jewish people, say, Baruch Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Why is it so important to God? It's the return of Jesus. Is that important? to God, to me, to you? Why is this so important to the devil? Because he doesn't want to see the return of Jesus. That's the end of him. It's curtains. Again, begs the question, what is the purpose of God preserving the Jew? You ask 10 Christians this question. Most won't be able to answer it. Do you know what the purpose of preserving the Jew is? Let me read this to you. That they, this is John 17, 21. Who's they? There were only two people groups at that time, Jew and Gentile, also may be one. What will happen when Jew and Gentile are one in Messiah? That the world will believe. You say, think that's important? That the world, in other words, the body is incomplete without the Jewish believers in Jesus. The body is incomplete without the Gentile believers in Jesus. The body of Messiah is incomplete without the two people groups that he died for and loves becoming one, not just one in fellowship, but one in him. And then it's going to be the devil's worst nightmare. In fact, there's no other nation in the world that God makes this promise about. Let me, let me read this to you in Psalm 122, verse 6. Pray for the peace. Do you know the Hebrew word for peace? Shalom. 
Do you know what one of the meanings of shalom is? Completeness. Pray for the completeness of Jerusalem. Do you know what the completeness of Jerusalem, of Israel is? Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah. When you pray for the peace, the completeness of Jerusalem, the one new man that Paul marvels about in the book of Ephesians, you will, this is what God says, they will prosper who love Jerusalem. Do you know a great Hebrew scholar by the name of Derek Prince, who is in heaven now, defined the word in Hebrew, prosper. And he said the word prosper in Hebrew means heart peace. Heart peace. Pray for the completeness of Jerusalem. Thou shalt have heart peace that love thee. Anyone you know needs some heart peace? Now, this is a biblical fact. The glory of the Jews will usher in the greatest revival, the greatest harvest of souls in history. Be right back. It's Supernatural. Call now and get Sid Roth's Prophetic Israel Pendant with the accompanying explanation card. Plus, you will receive Sid Roth's powerful testimony book, Something More. This package is exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $48. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9764. Get this unique new eye-catching prophecy-making pendant. It is crafted in the shape of Israel in gleaming gold and silver-colored metal. This Israel pendant has prophetic significance. The center shape represents Israel today. The outer shape of the pendant is 10 times larger than the center border, the comparative size of the land God promised to Abraham. This beautiful prophetic Israel pendant is yours for a gift of $48. Why $48? This is in honor of the modern day rebirth of the nation of Israel in May 1948. Not only will this pendant remind you to pray for the salvation of Israel, but also it will be a reminder of God's testimony of faithfulness to you and every believer in Messiah. You will also get this accompanying explanation card, which helps you share with others the deep significance of the prophetic Israel pendant. Plus, when you call, you will also receive Sid Roth's powerful testimony book, Something More. Sid's testimony will help you have more faith to believe God for the impossible. Call the number on the screen or go to our website. Your gift of $48 or more will help Sid Roth continue to share the gospel to Israel through our many Jewish evangelistic outreaches. Time is short. We must move while the door is still open to reach the Jewish people. Call now or go to our website or you can send your check of $48 to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9764 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Now, be sure to stay with us at the 
end of this program for a very, very special extended segment, just log on to SidRoth.org slash Sid once this program is over to join me for this time of information and revelation that very few believers have ever heard. So don't miss it. All right. Now, God wants the Jewish believer and the Gentile believer. So what is the job? There's a job description in the Bible. Did you know that? For the Jewish believer. Do you know what our job description is? Evangelize the Gentile. John 4.22 says, salvation is from the Jews. In the last days, we know about the 144,000 from the book of Revelation. Everyone knows about that. But in the last days, the Jewish people will be super evangelists, just like Paul. In Zechariah 8.23, it says, Thus says the Lord of hosts, in those days, that's the last days, ten men from every language of the nations, the word nations means Gentiles, it says, will grab hold of the garment, that's the talit or the prayer shawl, of a Jew, saying, let us go with you, for we have heard, faith comes from hearing, we have heard that God is with you. So that's the job of the Jewish believer. So what's the job of the Gentile believer? Even higher. Let me tell you about it. Romans 11.11 tells you what your job is. It's good to know what your job description is in the Bible, wouldn't you say? I say then, have they, that's the Jewish people, stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them, to provoke the Jewish people to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Or we might say the job of the Gentile believer is to walk in such the amount of fullness of God's Spirit and His glory and His presence that it provokes Jewish people to jealousy. We need each other. Why? So the world will believe. God teaches all Israel will be saved when Jesus returns. But what happens to your Jewish or Gentile friends if they die before knowing Jesus? I'll tell you what happens. They die in their sins, separated from God forever. Listen to these two scriptures. Ezekiel 18.4. It's absolute. The soul who sins shall die. Psalm 143.2. In your sight, in God's sight, no one living is righteous. And here's the most amazing thing. In the year 70 AD, the temple was destroyed. Well, no temple, no sacrifice. So in 70 AD, we stopped having sacrifices. No Yom Kippur. The only way a Jew can have our sins covered because there's not one righteous. 
And we, and we would, if we sin one sin, we die. That means cut off from God forever. So what do we Jews do? Well, a famous Messianic Jew by the name of John had the answer. He was talking about Passover. Remember what happened at Passover with my Jewish people? We sacrificed a lamb and put the blood on the doorpost and the angel of death could not come into our home. When John saw the Messiah, he said in John 1:29, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Well, our rabbis are very inventive. Our rabbis reinvented Judaism. But the Torah says without the shedding of blood, there is no atonement for sin. And the Talmud says you can't even celebrate Yom Kippur without the shedding of blood. Now, here's what most Christians don't know. We are at what the Bible calls the fullness of the Gentile age. Now, why do I say this? Because the Bible has two reasons why. Number one, why we're at the fullness of the Gentile age. It's important for us all to know. Luke 21, 24, Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles, in other words, be a non-Jewish possession, until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Another miracle. In one day, Jerusalem, in 1967, for the first time since Jesus uttered that announcement and the temple was destroyed, so since 70 A.D., we have not had Jerusalem in Jewish possession. But in 1967, God had a miracle war and Jerusalem was in Jewish hands for the first time since the temple was destroyed. What does that mean? It means that end time, prophetic time clock started ticking again, but not the hours, the minutes. Romans 11:25, the second reason we're in the fullness of the Gentile age. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. Blindness in part, in part because there are some Jewish people that believe in Jesus now, like myself, blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. In other words, when you see the blindness coming off of the eyes of Jewish people, remember Saul of Tarsus uh, was blinded and he couldn't see. But when the scales came off, he saw Jesus. In the last few years, I have personally found the blindness on the scales of Jewish people in reference to Jesus has come off. In the last few years, I've done what are called lectures on the supernatural uh, to Jewish population centers in Ukraine, in Russia, and in Israel. 13,500 Jewish people have made professions of faith in the last few years, mostly in Israel. Do you know why? 
the Jew requires a sign, a miracle. That's what Bible tells us. The Jew requires a sign. And when the glory of God shows up, signs and wonders occur. The glory of God is the difference maker. So it begs the question, who brought the glory first? Romans 9.4 answers this. To the Jew belongs the glory. That's the Shekinah, the glory of God that followed the cloud and the pillar of fire. They followed the Jewish people for 40 years in the wilderness. Now, that's the Old Testament, Sid. What about the New Testament? Who received the glory first in the New Testament? Do you remember Pentecost? It's really the Jewish feast of Shavuot. Who got the glory first? The Jews. Now you might be able to understand Mark chapter 10, verse 31. But many who are first, who were the first to receive the good news, the first to receive the, the glory, the Jews, will be last to receive the good news and receive the glory. And the last, that's the Jewish people, will be first to bring the gospel to the world in the latter days as we were first to bring the gospel. And the job of the Gentile believer is to be an older brother to the Jewish people because we know nothing of the Bible. The Jewish people started what is going on Salvation is of the Jew, and you will see the Jews end what is going on. The greater glory ushers in the greatest harvest in history. Haggai chapter 2 verse 9 says, the latter glory of the house shall be greater than the former says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace in the glory. I will give completeness. The greater glory has started. So when will the harvest start? Bible tells us exactly when the worldwide harvest is going to start. Amos chapter 9, verse 13 and 14. The time will come, says the Lord, when the grain and grapes will grow faster than they can be harvested. I will bring, and this is the timing, when I bring my exiled people of Israel back from distant lands, they will rebuild their ruined cities and they will live in them again. Now remember, as soon as this program ends, I want you to join me for a special extended portion of this show. Just log on to SidRoth.org slash Sid. I want to teach you on the Jewish golden global glory and then pray for the Holy Spirit to release it upon you. This is what God is saying right now. Who will tell my chosen ones? Isaiah chapter 40 verse 1 and 2 says, Comfort, comfort my Jewish people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. 
tell her that her sad days are gone and her sins are pardoned. Romans 10, 14 says, how then shall they call on him whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? That's you. That's you. Who will tell my chosen ones? Her sad days are gone. Let them know my love for them And that I died to take their sin Let the watchman say to Zion Jesus reigns Who will tell my chosen ones That I'm coming back again The Jewish people all over the world are desperate to hear the gospel. Wear this unique prophetic Israel pendant as a testimony to God's promise to Abraham. Call now and get Sid Roth's prophetic Israel pendant with the accompanying explanation card. Plus, you will receive Sid Roth's powerful testimony book, Something More. This package is exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $48. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9764. Get this unique new eye-catching prophecy-making pendant. It is crafted in the shape of Israel in gleaming gold and silver-colored metal. It comes ready to attach to your favorite chain. This Israel pendant has prophetic significance. The center shape represents Israel today. The outer shape of the pendant is 10 times larger than the center border. The comparative size of the land God promised to Abraham for the homeland of the Jewish people in Genesis 15, 18 through 21. To your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. This beautiful prophetic Israel pendant is yours for a gift of $48. Why $48? This is in honor of the modern day rebirth of the nation of Israel in May 1948. Not only will this pendant remind you to pray for the salvation of Israel, but also it will be a reminder of God's testimony of faithfulness to you and every believer in Messiah. You will also get this accompanying explanation card, which helps you share with others the deep significance of the prophetic Israel pendant. Against impossible odds, Israel was reborn in a day. Just as Isaiah had prophesied, shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she brought forth her sons. The Jewish people are the only people who have been thoroughly uprooted from their homeland to then return to the same land and reestablish their national sovereignty. Plus, when you call, you will also receive Sid Roth's powerful testimony book, Something More. Sid's testimony will help you have more faith to believe God for the impossible. Call the number on the screen or go to our website. Your gift of $48 or more will help Sid Roth continue to share the gospel to Israel through our many Jewish evangelistic outreaches. Time is short. We must move while the door is still open to reach the Jewish people. I can't wait for you to get your own prophetic Israel pendant because when you get this, you are supporting a ministry that is reaching souls. And the Bible says, he who reaches souls is wise. Call now or go to our website 
or you can send your check of $48 to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9764 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Right now, I want to teach on the Jewish golden global glory and then ask the Holy Spirit to release it upon you. It's you. It's you. Two of the most graphic proofs proving Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. If you just know these two scriptures, uh, the first one was written 800 years before Jesus was born as a man. I, I read this to my Orthodox Jewish father, and he said, stop, you're reading from the New Testament. And I said to my dad, stop, I'm reading from the Tanakh, the scriptures, our Orthodox Jewish rabbi gave us, and he looked at it, and he couldn't believe his eyes. It was Isaiah chapter 53. Read the whole chapter yourself. Again, written 800 years before Jesus came to earth. Now, my Orthodox Jewish father, who just before he died became a believer in the Messiah, said, stop, you're reading about Jesus. He knew it was Jesus. I'll just read a couple of scriptures. And in the Hebrew, I love the translation because you can see how the Messiah not only bore all of our sins, but he bore in the Hebrew all of our pains and all of our sicknesses. The same transaction when he died and rose from the dead and was seated at the right hand of God the Father. I'm reading from the Jewish Publication Society, 1917, Tanakh, or Jewish Scriptures. Who would have believed our report? In other words, the prophets are saying, who's going to believe what the prophets have to say about Jesus? This is so powerful, what I'm telling you right now. It has been lifted out of the traditional Jewish synagogue services. What do I mean by that? We read the entire Torah, uh, first five books of the Old Testament, in the course of one calendar year, and we read selected readings from the prophets. Would you believe we read Isaiah 52 in the synagogues, and we read Isaiah 54 in the synagogues, in the traditional synagogues? We don't read what I'm about ready to just read a couple lines of. Please read the entire chapter of Isaiah 53. Who would have believed our report? Surely our diseases He did bear, our pains He carried, whereas we did esteem Him stricken of God and afflicted. He had done no violence, neither any deceit in his mouth. Did you know no one in the Scriptures? King David, he did violence. He murdered a man. He was an adulterer. Moses did violence. He murdered a man. But this one would be greater than Moses. There would be no deceit in his mouth, but he would be wounded because of our transgressions our sins. 
and with his stripes, what happens? Remember the blood, the animal sacrifice that is missing on our Jewish people? With his stripes comes blood. Leviticus 17.11, without the shedding of blood, there is no atonement for sin. With his stripes, we were healed. And I have to tell you right now, it's very important, there's someone dying. You are dying of pancreatic cancer. And I tell you, by his blood, by his stripes, you were healed. Rise up and walk in the healing that Jesus has given you. But not only Isaiah 53, the gospel, the complete gospel, that many Christians don't even know the complete gospel, is prophesied in the Old Testament way before Jesus came to earth. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 to 34, in our own Jewish Bible. And just to be really kosher, I'm quoting again, Jewish Publication Society, 1917, Tanakh. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I, that's God, I will make a new covenant, a Brit Hadashah, with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for as much as they broke my covenant, although I was a Lord over them, saith the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. And there are three elements in this scripture. Number one, I will put my law, my Torah, in their inward parts, in their heart. Will I write it? In other words, the word of God will be inside of us. And another Messianic Jew by the name of John told us that the Word was with God, the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. God says the Word or the Messiah or the Scriptures will be inside of our heart. That's the first thing. What's the second thing? They shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. The second thing is in process of happening right now. First is God will live inside of you, the Word of God. Second, you will know God, not know about Him. That's good. Not just believe in Him. That's good. But know Him. Have your own experiential knowledge with God. But there's a third thing, and this has to be the best. I mean, this is all in the Jewish scriptures. God speaking, I will forgive their iniquity and their sin will I remember no more. No more. That's better than being forgiven. That's why it's a better covenant that Jeremiah says. That's why he calls it a new covenant. God says, I won't just cover your sins up once a year. 
I will obliterate them from my memory. And it's time you start wiping them off of your memory. Do you want to know you're loved by God? Do you really want to know you're so forgiven God remembers your sin no more? Do you want to know him yourself? Have your own experiential knowledge of God? Jesus' first message in, in Capernaum was, keep turning away from your sins and come back to God. For heaven's kingdom, the glory, is close enough to touch, Matthew 4, 17. Never forget Matthew 6, 13, for yours is the glory forever. I want you to receive the Messiah, the Word of God inside of you. I want you to know God, and I want you to know that God remembers your sins no more. Say this prayer out loud and mean it to the best of your ability. Repeat after me. Dear God, I've made many mistakes for which I'm so sorry. I believe the blood of Messiah Jesus washes away every mistake that I've made, and I'm clean. And now that I am clean, Jesus, the Word of God, the Torah, come inside of me. Take over my life. Give me an encounter, an experience that I'll never forget. I want to know you. I make you my Savior and my Lord. Amen. I have to tell you, I have experienced at strategic times in my life the glory of God. Some backs are being healed, by the way, right now. Backs and necks, any pain in your body, fingers, joints, being healed right now. I want to tell you three strategic times that the glory of God came on me in my life. One, when I came to know the Messiah. I was as lost and as away from God and morality and godly things as a human can be. I had a demon inside of me, and worse than that, I knew it, and worse than that, I didn't know what to do about it. And finally, someone told me, who will tell my chosen ones? Who will tell my chosen ones? Someone said there's a greater power in the name of Jesus than in all the mess I had created for myself. I didn't want to live. Why? I didn't want to die, but life was too tough. And some of you I'm talking to right now, you've reached your point. You're at the end. And I didn't pray even the prayer I prayed with you just a moment ago. I prayed a two-word prayer, Jesus, help. And I went to bed, and I didn't care whether I woke up or not. In fact, I preferred not waking up. And when I woke up, I didn't understand. I had no frame of reference what was going on. 
When I woke up, my room was filled with a substance of peace like I'd never experienced in my life. I've never been a drug addict. I'd uh, never drunk, drunk more than a, a couple of drinks. Uh, you know, I was, I was not an alcoholic. So I can't tell you what that's like, but I can tell you what it's like. It's nothing, nothing compared to what I experienced. I experienced the presence of God. I experienced the goodness of God. I experienced the glory of God. And when I did that, I went to bed so fearful I didn't want to live. And when I woke up, if you gave me a million dollars to feel fear, I could not do it in the presence of God. There is no fear in the glory of God. And then I heard the audible voice of God. This is what he said to me. I hate divorce. Return to your wife and daughter. And we've been married now, was it 54 years, the same woman. I, I said to God, but God, no, I didn't. I said, yes, sir. That's what I said. And God restored my marriage, my family, my mind, my life. And by the way, that demon that I knew was inside of me couldn't take the glory. It went. It couldn't, it couldn't handle it. It didn't want to be near that glory. So I know what it is, this glory of God. The glory of God gets people to repent and be saved. The glory of God came on me a second time in my life, major. A week before this event occurred, the glory of God came on me. I mean, not just for a few minutes, but 24 hours for seven days. This glory was on me. I didn't know why. Then I get the phone call. My father's in the hospital dying. He just says, moments to live. My father was born in Poland, a religious Jew. His memory of Christianity is his father, my grandfather, spitting at churches as he walked by because he blamed churches for the anti-Jewish sentiment, anti-Semitism, people like Hitler. He blamed Christians for this. And I might add, Hitler unfortunately tapped into that. He was the least, least likely to be a Christian, but Jewish people didn't know the difference. There's no way my father could receive the Messiah. I could be the most articulate. I could be 100 times better than Billy Graham. I would not lead my father to the Messiah. I remember one Christian man when he sat next to my father in a restaurant once and they got in a conversation and found out he was my father and he started witnessing to him. My father got so violent he ran out. Uh, I mean, that, I just want to use that as an example. But when I walked into that intensive care room carrying the presence of the living God, game-changer, game-changer. I carried that presence right into the intensive care ward. My father had cancer, a number of other diseases. He was dead, dead, dead. He couldn't even speak. He had no voice. And yet, when I said to him, Dad, I will be in heaven someday, Surely my sister will be in heaven someday. 
Mom is in heaven. We want you in heaven. Will you make Jesus your Messiah and Lord? And the largest yell came out of my father, who had no voice, and he said, Yes! <laughs> yes! And he accepted the Lord and then went on to glory. So I know that this glory will result in the greatest harvest the world has ever seen. The greater glory will be different this time. It won't come and go. It will stay on us 24-7. I want you to do two things. There are many of you, and you didn't realize what you were doing, that have been involved in anti-Semitic, which means anti-Jewish jokes, statements about Jewish people, prejudice. You need to be cleansed. I want you to repeat this prayer, everyone. You at home and you here in the audience here. Dear God, I've said and thought many bad things about Jewish people. I'm so sorry. I turn from that. And I plead your blood over those sins. And I ask to be free from anything I've done or my ancestors have done against Jewish people. In Jesus' name, amen. And now I want you to pray the prayer of Moses. Do you know what Moses prayed? Show me your glory. Show me. Pray that in your heart. Pray that to God. God, show me your glory. And Father, in the name of Yeshua, Holy Spirit, I release your tangible, visible, precious glory on everyone that is hungering and thirsting for more. In Yeshua's name, I say, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Thou shalt prosper. Thou shalt have heart peace that love thee. Amen. Call now and get Sid Roth's Prophetic Israel Pendant with the accompanying explanation card. Plus, you will receive Sid Roth's powerful testimony book, Something More. This package is exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $48. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9764. Get this unique new eye-catching prophecy-making pendant. It is crafted in the shape of Israel in gleaming gold and silver-colored metal. This Israel pendant has prophetic significance. The center shape represents Israel today. The outer shape of the pendant is 10 times larger than the center border. The comparative size of the land God promised to Abraham. 
This beautiful prophetic Israel pendant is yours for a gift of $48. Why $48? This is in honor of the modern day rebirth of the nation of Israel in May 1948. Not only will this pendant remind you to pray for the salvation of Israel, but also it will be a reminder of God's testimony of faithfulness to you and every believer in Messiah. You will also get this accompanying explanation card, which helps you share with others the deep significance of the prophetic Israel pendant. Plus, when you call, you will also receive Sid Roth's powerful testimony book, Something More. Sid's testimony will help you have more faith to believe God for the impossible. Call the number on the screen or go to our website. Your gift of $48 or more will help Sid Roth continue to share the gospel to Israel through our many Jewish evangelistic outreaches. Time is short. We must move while the door is still open to reach the Jewish people. Call now or go to our website. Or you can send your check of $48 to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9764 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. Hi, I'm Miles Kilby. Did you know that God wants you to hear His voice and see from His perspective? Join me on the next It's Supernatural with Sid Roth to find out how.